can't let the outside world hear this one. What's up, buds? And welcome to a new installment of the Earbuds Chit Chat. It's our little time for me and Ash to get together and talk about topics that are kind of involved in music. Sometimes they kind of won't be, but a lot of times they will be. And today is definitely going to be about music, but we're going to be diving into one of my favorite topics to talk about and some of my favorite music to listen to, which is Guilty Pleasure Songs. I am one of your hosts, Lucas Cobbs, and with me is my forever host, co-host. I'm giving. I'm okay. Kind of co All right. I, I don't know why you needed to throw that in. Uh, footnote: co-host. Okay. Ashton Rahane. Hey, thank you, thank you for having me, Lucas. It's so You're nice welcome. to be your forever co-host. Denada. It's nice when you don't replace me with like Luis or like Andreas or something. Well, I'll keep fucking pushing this joke, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, you said it's. Th- this is one of your favorite topics to talk about? This is one of my favorite like music topics to talk about because some of my favorite shit to listen to and some of the stuff that gets most stuck in my head is what I would consider like guilty pleasure songs. Okay. Like song and to me a guilty pleasure song, the way I categorize it was like not a good song that I like. <laughs> or you know yes, so like right. what what I think a lot of people would be like oh my god dude that song is terrible and I'm like I'm sorry I fucking love it yeah that's I was kind of on the same basis with this it was songs that yeah. are kind of hard for me to defend and that I feel right. like kind exactly. of shameful of listening to it was kind of a hard list to come up with because honestly most songs that I like listening to you carry no shame. I don't. I don't really carry any shame about it. Like to. ABBA is one of my mm. favorite pop groups. I, I bring pop Legends. and stuff to this podcast all the time. If something, yeah, you like, fucking do. If someone is like trashing me for liking a certain song, I'll just fucking, you know, you just fucking lean into it. I was like, well, sucks, suck, man. I'm sorry that you don't like this fucking song, but I fucking dig it. Um, yeah. But I was able to choose five songs. There were a, a couple more than five. Um, Dude, I had to narrow my shit down, man. But these are the five songs uh, that I am kind of... I, I wasn't really exactly looking forward to this episode. But <laughs> Well, so what we're going to do, Ash, real quick, is that we're going to talk about your song, then my song, then your song, then my mm. song. And there's no particular order in, in like how cringy we think it is that we love this song or whatever. Right. But uh, we're gonna make a playlist of the of the songs that we talk about. So if you guys want to go listen to our top five guilty pleasure songs, like the link is in the description for a Spotify playlist, mm-hmm. and you can listen along. Even open up Spotify, <laughs> open up that playlist, and who's, listen along while we're talking. Whose guilty pleasure songs are worse, objectively? Yeah, uh, and I'm sorry, but I've heard yours, and I'm, I have to say that yours are worse it's than mine. Probably gonna be mine. <laughs> Uh, there is a special reason for each and every one of those songs, and I'm excited to get into. Let's get into it, man, because this first one, while I was listening to it, you were gone at that point, so you couldn't hear what I was saying, yeah. but I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> well, which what is it What is it called, and who is it by, sir? It's, it's a song called Lazy Bones by yes. Robin Thicke. The Robin Thicke. The Robin Thicke. This is probably probably the song i'm least proud to still listen to and enjoy oh, dude that fucking 
Like all of a sudden they go like fucking new metal in the chorus and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, he cursed. Dude. I like it though. It sucks because it's Robin Thicke and Robin Thicke is just kind of a trash garbage person. Um, Apparently he's problematic. Allegedly he's problematic. But this is, I assume this is back in the young, young days when he was just starting off. He sounds extremely young. Absolutely he nothing like he does young. now. And it's, Yeah, he sounds super young. It's Honestly, it's kind of just a catchy, boppy pop song. It's taking a lot from like 90s R&B uh, vibe and uh, also like, I guess you could say their 50s or 60s kind of pop music as well that yeah a little bit like it's very it's like (laughs) it's it's very bubble maybe 70s soul i don't know is that motown i don't know i don't know it it's very (laughs) bubble gummy very uh cotton candy rainbow pop and then he gets he gets into his little like michael jackson (laughs) try to be in that pre-chorus and like, uh, it's, I've unfortunately also kind of cling to these lyrics as well, and I like kind of relate to them. Like I'm kind of into okay. It. Hey man, that's that's but what this is about. That's, that's what this, this is, is all about, baby. I don't know if if this if someone would say this is objectively just a really good pop song, but to me this is a great definition of guilty pleasure song. <laughs> I'm glad I could start it off right for you, but yeah. let's get into your first song, which I think is fucking killer. Yeah, you were saying that you that you didn't agree that it was a guilty pleasure song, that it's actually a great pop song, but I think it's I feel super guilty about liking this song and it might just be a personal thing, but it is Believe by Cher and I think Dude, that's it's Dude, so good. so fucking good. So good. But like I can, but I can see why this landed on the list. It, I think it's so much because it it brought in I honestly feel like this is one of the first pop songs like when I was growing up that brought in that super euro like mm, vibe yeah. to it and one of the first ones that I ever heard autotune used in this way too really? so like even when I was a kid yeah I, when this came out I was listening to Corn and Deftones and Slipknot and Lip Biscuit <laughs> so this fit right in this it's this was one of those pop songs that like transcended genres to me <laughs> in terms of like, it transcended like if you were I bet there's metal heads that back then I would have called myself like a metal head for what I was listening to Pantera and shit uh, that I think love this song too but it's such a cheesy song it's an extremely <laughs> cheesy song <laughs> the um, beat alone <laughs> she also what was what's the other share song that's like uh, she has a few she has a few, has a few good ones. Eh, whatever yeah uh, yeah but oh man it's yeah, it's it's a uh, uh, like the the auto tune is just so like stupid sounding <laughs> at times, and I love it, but it is so catchy, and uh, and I do you believe know, she even does her classic share shit that she'll like cut off the end of words, <laughs> like during the chorus, like where she's like, oh, what's the line? Like, and she's like, I feel something inside myself, and she does that like sail. <laughs> thing that i'm just like ah that's so like classic share yep fucking love this song dude (laughs) i love this song too man not honestly 
not a good way to start off your list. Alright, well you disagree with that, but I would say that your next song has kind of a weird like musical feel to it. Um, I forgot what order I've sent you these songs in. Oh yeah, so it's always summertime by Yeah. This is this is more attributed to who wrote the song. I don't know if you've heard of Shmo okay. Yoho. No, I've never heard of the, I've never heard the song until today. Well, they don't really write original music a lot. Uh, this was written by the Gregory Brothers, otherwise known as Shmo Yoho, um, which created the hit, long, ongoing series Auto Tune the News. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. You're fucking. You're fucking old head. That's why. All, yeah, all of this should have sounded like... Uh, they it, Basically, they made an entire series, how they got popular, is they auto-tune news clips and make a song around it. Um, but they released two original songs out of nowhere, both of which I love. This was kind of... And this is one? This is kind of the harder one to defend, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> it's very cutesy. It's very cutesy. It's very, yeah. like kind of girl and cafe with guitar and like ah, 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 it's it's it awesome. sounds like a girl that's kind of like just moved to the big city mm-hmm. and she's like walking down the streets and like, like picking up newspapers wh- and whatever shit the uh start from my toes and a crank of my nose whatever that yeah. person was on is like what this is very similar on. yeah yeah very similar but there like i said it has a because of that kind of elevated level of like cutesiness throughout the whole song it does sound like a, a something from a, a musical to me yeah and it's like it's endearing to me i thought it was fun it is. it's cute it's very catchy uh in life we find and it's just that constant like yeah kind of rhythm but it's like it is all very kind of like dancey sing songy this would be this would be a very hard song to get someone who knows Shmo Yoho auto-tune the news to get kind of like give a chance I think uh, which is why yeah, it's on here uh, interesting interesting uh well I would definitely categorize this as guilty pleasure music even though it's cute and good um but your next song we've talked about before we have because we've talked about this record before mm-hmm. on our uh regular podcast but this is the song that got me into Limp Biscuit, <laughs> and it is Faith, their cover of the George Michael yep. uh, song. That George from the 80s. was not fond of in the slightest. No, apparently he really hated this. And, you know, listening to it, it is. I still love it, but it is like. A little hard to defend, maybe. A little hard to defend. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> is kind of maybe the only way for me to put it. I thought it. I think. I love it, though. I think it's an interesting cover. If nothing it's else. It's a really, you know, and there's something, like, I've said, also talked about on the show before, that it's, uh, I love when people do a really good cover and make it their own. Like, taking a metal song and making it funk. Yeah. Or whatever, you know? So, I, that, you know, I did never listened to that to this song through that lens before until I was, like, listening to it for this episode. And I was like, wow, they really made this their own. Like, they've just made this into a Limp Biscuit song. Yeah. pretty. It's like they had... And, I've, the the music and template of a Limp Bizkit song, and you were like, you know what key like this song is also in Faith, right? Huh. Yeah, Isn't that and, weird? yeah. And what's crazy too is like, it's like a it turns into like a pop punk song in the second verse. Yeah, like just super straight, you know, forward palm muted, and 
then they go with that super limp biscuit like kind of phasery guitar and that deep bass and all the splashy cymbals yeah. from John Otto and uh, so yeah man I can recognize that this is pro- this is probably a terrible <laughs> cover objectively but I love this fucking song and it's the song that got me into Limp Biscuit like this is the first music video I saw by them and I was really just like, who I had I had never heard the original when I heard the song for the first time so I was like who the fuck are these guys <laughs> this is awesome especially that get the fuck off like gets so fucking heavy too yeah love this song I Limp Biscuit I think Limp Biscuit could make anyone's guilty pleasure songs no matter what song it is. I almost had a, a Limp Bizkit song on here. Uh, <laughs> what would it have been? It would have been rearranged, but that's like, oh, it's that's a little a good too good of a song. That's a good song. Yeah. Um, what's what's my next song, Lucas? Your next song? Uh, tell me about Wooden Toaster. <laughs> so. Because what the fuck is this? Have you ever watched My Little Pony, Lucas? Look at me and, and ask me that question again. Have you ever watched My Little Pony? No. Was that a no or a yes? Oh, I see. I, see. I swear I haven't. I swear. Um, well, back in the day, uh, there was a little faction of people called Bronies who were super fans of My Little Pony. I'm sure you heard about them. Yes. Uh, and they kind of... There was a big, big group of them that were writing music. Mm-hmm. And this is a pony song. It's called Beyond Her Garden by Wooden Toaster. I almost put Discord on here, but that song goes too fucking hard in the paint. Um, Yo, and comment I will... if you know what the fuck Ash is talking about right now. <laughs> but this this song is about, I believe, Toodaloo um, or Scootaloo. I never watched the show myself. Okay. Oh, God. Damn. But I wish I was I... just so nervous this whole time. I wish I did. Honestly, I, I wish know. I did. Because I think it was so... It's it's like a very wholesome show. It seems like it would have been kind yeah. of fun to be in that group, but I I was never in it while it was happening. Um, but they've written some good music, and this I think is one of the songs that even amongst pony people, I would be kind of ashamed to show them that I like because it's another you can it, like with all these choices, you can kind of tell the bubblegum kind of boppity bippity boppity boopity pop is kind yeah. of the stuff i'm most ashamed of yeah for sure but this is this has a lot more like dubstep influence on it than the other stuff it's i've heard from you. a little more electronic yeah um you try your best but it's not quite there i never would have known that this was a my little pony song <laughs> at all yeah um, uh, and to make sure you know this is not from the show my little pony this was made by no. a fan of my little pony i I understood. Yes. I understand okay. the premise of this song. Uh, awesome. But I don't hate it. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, shit. We got, I hate we the got premise. another fucking brony in the house, boys. I, I hate the premise. You know, I don't want to upset all the Mustang Sallies out there or whatever, but I don't know <laughs> that what is what That is what we called them, Mustang yeah. Sallies. There you go. So, I don't, you know, I'm a, it's, it's, it's good. It's a it's, good electronic song. This song is infinitely catchy to me. I think it's got a cool, like, little melody riff in it. Um, I am way more ashamed of my next song than you should be of that last one. And well, it is, <laughs> it is, it is also by a band that I think like gets a lot of shit too, uh, overall, but it is probably by far their worst song. 
in my opinion, and I fucking love it. It is Pink by Aerosmith, the song about vaginas. Which is so funny, because would you call it a popular Aerosmith song? You know, I think it was a single off of Nine Lives, and I think people hated Nine Lives by Aerosmith, and I fucking loved it when it came out. I was obsessed with it. <laughs> uh, and this was one of my favorite songs on that record. It's probably like 12 or 13. And it's, it's so weird that it's I recognized so this song because I had Aerosmith Guitar Hero and that's right. this particular song I really really liked. Dude, that's crazy. Like I this was one of the song this is the only song on my list that I thought you would have never heard before. And it's, you've probably heard it a thousand times. It's only by happenstance that I yeah. happen to have Guitar Hero Aerosmith. It was just I could like, see like playing this on Guitar Hero would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I think the little bluesy harmonica type intro. So pink is like an obsession. <laughs> it might be a little is not, uh, too it's catchy. Not even a question. You know, it might be so catchy. It's like we built this city where it's like so catchy that it's fucking annoying after a while. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it has to do with like it is such a fucking catchy song i love all of the melodies in it and like the music it's such a great 90s <laughs> rock you know like rock song like soft rock song or whatever you want to call it right like blues rock i guess but god the lyrics are so stupid and once i figured out what it was about it should have ruined like, it for me and it didn't <laughs> could you i don't know could hey, you, could aren't you I guess that, hey anyone at home want to guess what the song pink is about by aerosmith if you haven't heard it i promise you it's not that deep I was such an innocent 12-year-old that I had no idea that he was talking about vaginas. I didn't either. When I was yeah. an innocent 12-year-old. Yeah, I mean, and that, to me, that excuses that song for me as a guilty pleasure song. <laughs> it also is very nostalgic for me. Dude, your, your next song, though, which we won't get into yet, no. is going to be pretty hard to defend. I, <laughs> I will agree. say. I agree. Uh, but before that, let's talk about your next guilty pleasure song, which I don't think I've ever heard this song, actually. But it is mm. uh, uh, from a underground, you know, no-name band, Stone Sour, yeah. called Through Glass. Tell, tell me about this track, because I've never really heard it. This particular spot in the list had a lot of contenders, um, mainly from bands like Creed, Stained, and like four songs by Disturbed. <laughs> I will defend my love for Creed until the day I die, goddammit. And you will die, for that reason alone. <laughs> it is slowly killing me. <laughs> My love for Creed. Um, it it kind of made me sad how many Disturbed songs I really liked uh, when I was I going through their Disturbed. discography. Yes. But this band, this song, took the cake because Corey Taylor, uh, if you don't know, is the singer of this band, yes. Stone Sour. And God, that guy is the fucking worst. He really <laughs> is. And I had no idea he was the Damn. singer for this band until like two years ago when no I've been shit. jamming this song for like a decade. That is hard to believe, dude. For real? You didn't fucking know? I had, I had no idea. I don't know. Like my, I just fucking found the song one day and I, it was like a dude looking through a magnifying glass like, oh, Stone Sour. Okay. Looking so at you through the glass. You don't also started listening to Slipknot pretty hard. Uh, a couple years ago did that is that when this happened when you found out that it was the same person yeah 
Yeah, it was pretty quickly after I got into Slipknot that I realized who is the singer for this song. Yeah, because Lily started getting you to listen to their self-titled, and you were like, this is fucking sick. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, have you ever heard Stone Sour? And you're like, oh, shit. And Corey motherfucking Taylor, dude, CMFT. Ooh, um, yeah. Creator Good of some stuff. of the... <laughs> Some of the worst, most poser, just most fucking cookie cutter, truck, big belt, Jesus, fucking cowboy hat songs, dude. He really is the worst. Yeah, I mean, this song is like a little, you know, I hear the, I hear the appeal of it for sure. It's another one of those like kind of radio, super radio friendly, like rock songs. Yeah, I, I still love it to this day. All of these yeah. songs, I still listen to to this day. Yeah, that's right. the same here, dude. Like, I fucking jammed Believe by Cher, like, a month ago, unironically, with Christina. We were fucking, like, driving around, and we were both like, fuck, this song's good. It's, it's a good song. So, yeah, this is a, this is a good this is a good rock song. Whatever. Get over it. <laughs> All Definitely right. guilty pleasure, though, because Corey Taylor is uh, kind of cringy. Because Corey Taylor fucking sucks, and it's like... It's like in the area of Creed and Stained that I don't particularly cotton to. Yeah, but um, I think that you're right that my next song on, on my list is going to be harder to defend. I was I did not see this coming. In in I no was... in no world would I have seen this song coming. <laughs> it's called "Look What You Made Me Do" by Taylor Swift. Look I what fucking... you made me do. do. Look what Look you what made, you me, made do. me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what oh, you just made me do. Oh, you're looking for the old Taylor? She can't come to the phone right now. Why? She's dead. She's dead. Oh, it's like dude. so edgy. Oh, I don't like your perfect crime. <laughs> dude, it's so like... It's kind of cringy because it's one of those like empowering herself songs. And it's like kind of just doesn't land in that way at all it's just so like the thing is particularly with taylor swift she's conformed to so many different like genres and moods to try to be as popular as possible everything else i've heard by her i just can't get into i just don't like it it just when this song came out and everyone was like i hate this song what is taylor swift doing like all her diehards or whatever i heard that there was like a major backlash and I was like, I'm going to check this out. And I fucking love it. It's it's kind of got a dark, moody tone to it. But to me, it it just rings hollow. Like, it doesn't feel real at all. Apparently, people like yeah. the album Red. I still have to listen to it. She did something interesting where she re-recorded that entire album uh, right. without, like, the label behind her. Like, so she could have, choices. like, her masters or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this, I think... Uh, I think it. I think it is objectively like you can listen to it and you know it's kind of phony. Uh, but I love the chorus so so much, and I love the weird sexiness that look she put into it. Look what you just made me do! Look what you, look made, what you me just do. made me do! And like the ah! Look what you made yeah, me do! Yeah, the like, whole time it's got this kind of like a Disturbia vibe a little bit. Yeah, um, yes, per- dark, very tones, sexy, dark, very bassy, heavy. Very, yeah. like, hushed, like, whisper-in-your-ear vocal delivery. But I thought a lot of it, like, was that chorus, like, was a mix of Madonna and, like, Peaches to me. And <laughs> uh, and I love it. And, yeah, but t- 
absolutely recognize that this song is just like not a great song and i fucking love it i can't stand this song ah well i (laughs) it's it's like i think it's the first song that i'm not giving you like any leeway on yeah you know everyone i've talked to about this song has said the exact same thing (laughs) i haven't found one other person that likes this song someone back me up man someone back me up on look what you made me do no one back him up God, fuck you. No one back him up on this. He doesn't deserve it. Oh, God damn it. All right, well, I've never heard your next song before, and I'm listening to it for the first time ever in my entire life right now. Yeah, yeah, this is is a um, song by a band called Steam Powered Giraffe. It's called Honey Bee. And the thing with this song, Lucas, is that there's a... Large What's com- wrong with it? It sounds great so far. It, well, it, there's a large community of people who would rather kind of be in the olden times and would rather have an alternate universe where things were a little more steamy, Ste- sure. kind of punky. Yeah. Kind of yeah. steampunk is what they call it. That's clever. Um, and this is an extremely steampunk band. Uh, okay, so this is like a Mumford and Sons kind of thing. Absolutely not. You've completely like a, not gotten it. Like a Lumineers type of situation. Nope, not. Oh, because nope. I think about those people as like the Depression era bands. I mean, they're folky. Um, this this is more like uh kind of forties modern forties music, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, and this song especially kind of has a very barbershop quartet feel about it. Mm-hmm. You hear with those sure. harmonies. Um, people. So why is this guilty pleasure though? Well, I don't hear it. Just an, to me, this just sounds like a really pretty, f- quiet folk I, song. I think it is a, a very pretty song. It's just that like I'm not a big fan of. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> trying to set the liberals are trying to censor me. Um. It's just like steampunk as a whole is kind of a zhuzhi genre to me. Um, like an entire community of people who like idolize and wish for like the 40s and the 30s and the 20s to come back. All, the, like, all the twisty mustaches and yeah, the, it's all like a those little, like flat straw hats. A little, a little zhuzhi to me. And yeah, for this sure. Is I, like, get it. I can't show this band to anyone because they're all dressed like animatronics. And they all act like animatronics. And it's like the most oh cheesy gimmick. I have to see this. Oh, did you? You haven't even seen them. I haven't even seen what they look like. Oh, I was God. listening to the music. But I like I like this music, man. But yeah, it's a nice, pretty song. A lot of good harmonies. Really it's pretty. sweet. Um, just a little. <laughs> but I get it. You're like, the band is cringe. I get it. <laughs> but it's really pretty. I actually really liked it. But well, this... What's my next one, dude? Because this, I think, just dude, I can't. This could this could be argued where this whether this is a fucking fantastic pop song or one of the worst ever written. I one think... of the best or one of the worst. Honestly, I think it could be either one. <sighs> what is it? What's what's the fucking song called, Lucas? It's by Smash Mouth, and it's called All Star. And I fucking love this song. I used to love Smash Mouth. Their first album, Fushumang, is honestly, I still think, holds up and is fucking great. And this song's good, too. This had some different, you know, they, they changed their style a little bit. They got a little more poppy, less like ska punk than they were on that first album. <laughs> uh, but 
God damn it. I think this song is one of the catchiest. And I don't know anyone, especially for my generation, that doesn't know every single fucking word to this song. And yeah. anytime it comes on, everyone that is 35, between 30 and fucking 40, like, absolutely love this song. You get psyched when they hear it. Yeah. No. And I think... I think I'm defending the song, goddammit. I think Smash Mouth is a band that got a poor rep. Uh, I think they got some good shit. Walking on the Sun is good. Uh, Great Pacific song. Coast Party is a song I like a lot. Um, I don't know that one. I think this song is a good pop song, um, but as a little counterpoint... I'm fucking sick of hearing this song. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. I am... Every time I think I what people might not know right now is that Ash works in retail, so and has Fuck. for a while, uh, in one way, shape, or form. It's, so, dude, it's not even that. You didn't have to bear through the fucking shrekening that is still happening. Yes, I did. Yeah, I lived through the shrekening. I lived through fucking. Did you? Did you? Yeah. 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 I contributed to that do. shit. <laughs> I could. You made me do. Look what you just made me do. Um, no, you didn't. Not like I did. I was in the okay. fucking trenches. Okay. You <laughs> <laughs> have Shrek shock. I was. I have Shrek shock. I'm covered in fucking swamp mud. Post traumatic Shrek disorder. The worst part is that all throughout high school, uh-huh. all throughout high school, I was making the Shrek jokes. You know. And so everyone You were that making I, the memes. You were deep frying was, fucking yes. Shrek memes like it was like it was nothing. Um and so everyone that I've ever met in high school still thinks of me as the fucking Shrek kid. Oh, were you the fucking Shrek kid? I was kind of the fucking Shrek kid. Oh, and it's wow. been like ten years. It's been longer. And it's just I, so fucking old. I can't I don't know if you ever I, can't, I don't know if you ever escaped that. <laughs> I can't fucking stand shrek i actually fucking hate it now Whoa. i actually can't fucking stand it and this song you were like to, were you like those fucking invader zim kids but for shrek a little bit and i'm not yeah. proud of it but it's I mean, what it's fucking kinda, happened it's kind of when you have a goth phase like you don't really outlive you know you don't you can't ever put that away but it's like it, there's no way you can listen to this song and not associate it with shrek at this point i feel yeah um which I'm fine with. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. The amount of you did times, it to yourself, man. The amount of times I hear it at the fucking grocery store. Yeah. The amount of times I've heard it in fucking unfunny, old-ass memes that are still going in 2022. For some huh? reason, Shrek is like the longest-running fucking joke in history. Dude, it is kind of crazy how Shrek has stuck around in the zeitgeist. And it is still relevant in pop culture. Like, I don't. I just I don't understand the lasting power that it had, but you're right. Shrek is still very strong in the culture right now. If if it didn't have this association with it, I would say it's a good pop song, maybe even a great pop song. I know yeah. all the words uh, yeah. as well, but fuck, I've heard it too many fucking times. Sorry, I can't I can't do so, this anymore, Lucas. I think we had some legit fucking guilty pleasure songs that I think could be objectively still good songs you know but this was fun to dive into this man because again like f- four out of your five I never heard before well what did uh, you yeah. think yeah what do you guys think right 
Like, what are your, what are you, what are y'all's guilty pleasure songs, man? Because I bet I share so many of them. Leave them in the fucking comments because I love songs that I know I'm supposed to hate. And are there is really like what it is? Which one of our little guilty pleasure list did you like better? Uh, did you do you think there are some songs on here that absolutely are unacceptable, like All Star by Smash Mouth? Or do you think there are some great songs on here, like all the songs I had? Right, I do. That's where we were going. Okay, with that said, uh, subscribe to us. Uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Give the video a like, a thumbs up. Fucking tell your friends about us. Rate us everywhere you can find podcasts. We have a bunch of episodes where we actually talk about full albums. Uh, new and old. Tons of tons of variations and variety uh, and other synonyms for that word. And uh, find us on Instagram at EVPCast. Ash, what would you rate this chit-chat? I would rate this chit-chat a fucking 10 out of 10, baby. Find me on Instagram at Aaron Carter. <laughs> also, follow our other podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, at uh, Comedy Bang Bang, <laughs> I think, on Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye, buddy. Bye, 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 bye. Another bye, great bye. fucking song, by the way. I just want to have it to hand. My so crazy, but it ain't no lie. Bye, bye, bye. All right. <laughs>